Welcome back, Hitstick Master here. Week eight on my bye week. Just had the weekend uh, crazy full with life. So got to watch some games, but not necessarily get uh, down to talk to him, breaking anything down. So yeah, it was a uh, pretty good times. I uh, feel bad for DFA Titans. Dude's literally watching his game unfold and break his heart while he's on his podcast. Got to give him some credit for that. So shout out to my boy DFA Titans setting the tone. Always making up words in uh, kinetics, bro. Ir- ir- uh, irrationally or something. I don't know what he said. It was awesome. It was hilarious. Crack me up, bro. Keep it up. So anyway, just jump into those giants. So uh, we were one and three. Things looking down. Starting to get pretty frustrated. You know, Madden Sims and make it, trying out different playbooks, trying out different quarterbacks. Uh, my boy Sunshine went down. You know, him and his long locks. And uh, I mean, it was third and inches. Man, you gotta, you gotta do the play that you originally called. Line up, hand the ball off, get the first down, man. Don't try to roll out, be pretty, be cute. You know, your boy, <laughs> your boy Sunshine got rocked. Tore his MCL out 10 weeks. So we had to go ahead and throw him on injury reserve. Uh, the next week, we thought it was Derek, Derek Carr's time maybe to make a comeback in the league. Started him. Um, we got the win, but he looked like trash. So, so guess what time it is? Eric Crouch time. Nebraska quarterback. He's like five foot 11, maybe. Out there with his pretty boy, pretty boy uh, sweatbands, looking all sweet. And a uh, little dink and dunk, throws some ill-advised passes, but, you know, he's got, he's a scrambler, man. So always exciting. So we beat the Beats again. Like I said, I own them, but uh, I'm like a homeless man. It's the only thing I own is the Beats. Um, and then the next week, we were, I was worried because we had the Colts. Now the Colts, they have the highest average for um, yards per game for each receiver. So that was a little, scare, little scary. I know my secondary has been suspect, even though the goon squad starting to step up. So we made a little switch this week. And uh, that, that switch was to go to a 4-3 defense. Um, I actually did it the week before. And it put Lawson on the edge, my boy Lawson, and then, then Shaq Lawson in the middle. So the law firm of Lawson and Lawson making uh, wrecking up in there, man. So boys look good. Um, we locked the Colts down, man. Like, I mean, Jared Goff, he, uh, he's got a little tick. I'll, I'll let y'all figure out what his, his issue is. I figured it out from some game tape. Um, something that I tried to do the next week against the Vikings. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. So, But I should have learned. I should have known that was a Jared Goff uh, coverage thing, not a, not a Russell Wilson thing. So, yeah, anyway, the um, Ronald Jones traded for for Miles Sanders. Little quicker of a back. He's big. Um, he does get hurt more often, so that's not nice. He goes down pretty much every game for part of the game, so that was pretty rough. But, yeah, we had two nice weeks, rolling in 3-3 three and three to play the Vikings. Now, for this segment, we're going to go over a little something different. Not going to be gameplay recap. We're going to go over the difference between the 3-4 and the 4-3 defense. Now, the 3-4 defense... Uh, it's built on clogging the middle with your three uh, linemen, the three part of the four, and then your four linebackers, which sometimes can be a safety, come at different angles. So you have 
your nose tackle at the zero gap. And then you have your D ends, both at the five technique. And these guys are set to occupy two people and then the nose tackle puts pressure on the center and the guards. Now, the problem with that is if one of your good players is playing at the five technique, one of the DN positions, or the nose tackle technique, most likely they're being double teamed every play. But if you have one of the best defensive ends or tackles, that can prove to be an advantage because then you free up one of the linebackers. But think about it this way. Your three linemen in a 3-4 should be big, strong power rushers. Your linebackers should have finesse moves or power moves to be able to blitz through the A-gap, B-gap, or C-gaps around the edge. So it's really about finding out what fits your personnel better. If you happen to be linebacker strong, you can switch to a 3-4 and realize that I don't need the greatest D-line. I can send pressure in multiple different directions. Now, there's a couple things there. Not all 3-4 playbooks are aggressive. If you are looking for an aggressive playbook, you're going to look at the Tennessee. You're going to look for Pittsburgh. You're looking teams like that. They have a lot of blitzes on first, second down. They even have a lot of blitzes in third down. Now, if you want to be a little more conservative and kind of fill the gaps, not get gashed in the running game, but maybe not as have much pressure in the passing game, you're going to want to go with Chicago or Baltimore. Someone else with a 3-4 that doesn't quite blitz the house, let's say, per every down. So it's really about fit, finding out what you like. Now, if you employ this kind of playbook, it's really important that in your sub-packages that you move the correct people to defensive end, rush line rush right end rush left end rush defensive tackle and sub linebackers why is that well a three four is your base defense so if someone comes out in a play with four maybe three wide receivers even a five wide receiver set you're not going to play a three four set that's just not how football works you will get absolutely toasted with your receivers so when you go to your sub defense the positions will all change. You'll now go to either a three down line with three linebackers, a four down line with two linebackers, or a four down line with one linebacker. So you really have to set those. You want to make sure that uh, the middle, uh, those can be good pass rushers. Again, if you're, if you're one of those people that has a great defensive tackle, leave them there. But you really need your speed rusher on the right rush end and your powerful uh, power rusher on the left end. So if you're thinking about switching to the 3-4, that's what you're going to look for. Now, if you are someone looking at the 4-3, where do you want to play people? Well, you want your highest rated defensive tackle to be in the number one slot and your second highest in the, in the two spot. Now, that's usually going to happen itself, so you really don't have to do much tweaking there. But why is that? Well, the one in the one spot is the three technique. This person is trained, and actually Madden gets this right, this is the upfield rush defensive tackle. Now the, and that's the under tackle. Now the over tackle will be the second defensive tackle. That can be a big burly guy, doesn't need to be highly rated. Um, even in rush defensive in your sub packages, he can be number two, and he's not going to kill you. But it's very important, if you're going to play a 
or you're going to have this in this certain way that you have to have at least one rusher on the edge or you're going to be gashed every time. Now, the middle linebacker needs to have high coverage, okay? It's really important that this backer is the one that has the highest zone coverage, speed. He's got to patrol the middle of the field. Also, in sub-linebacker, obviously, both of those guys are going to be like that as well. Now, differentiating between the left outside linebacker and the right outside linebacker. Now, in a 4-3, the left outside linebacker is usually your Sam. Your Sam linebacker is powerful. He should be strong. He can come down and seal the edge with the left side because most teams are right side dependent. Now, you would flip. If you flip yourself around defender facing the quarterback, the left side linebacker would be the one on your left. Now, the right side linebacker is going to have a little bit better coverage. He's going to have a little bit better speed, better uh, finesse moves. And this guy's going to sometimes rush, but the left end is more of a sealer. The right, right linebacker is more of a rusher. So again, just wanted to put that in there for people that are kind of just uh, fumbling around, kind of just don't know what, what it is there, a little lesson in there. Um, and, you know, if you're a football nerd, then maybe that's something you'd enjoy. Uh, week seven. Man, after week six, week six, we had eight games decided by four points or less. It was great. We had nail biters. Uh, I was rooting hard for the Cardinals to beat the Eagles because they're in my division. And at the end of the game, Shane Falco runs in for a scrambling touchdown. You know, breaks my heart. Uh, it was pretty rough. We had, I mean, just all over the place. We had the Niners just barely winning their game. The last second heroics by the Bucks in their game. It was just constant. Week seven, not so much. Blowout city. And uh, that, ex- that extended out to my team too. I mean, uh, Eric Crouch, his first start, rookie, trying to run all over the field. He gets a nice big 20-yard run to start the game. And after that, just pretty much some weird play calling again. You know, same playbook on offense, but just run through the middle, smashing ourselves in the face. Vikings did a good job filling the gaps. Um, and then in the end of the game, Russell Wilson just went off. You know, I don't understand this game at all. Sometimes superstar quarterbacks like Russell Wilson look amazing. And sometimes they just look blatant, blatantly stupid. And uh, this is one of those games where he was just finding people. And uh, it hurt to watch. You know, a couple of times we had, it, we had a chance to stop them, maybe come back in the game. But uh, yeah, side note, shout out to the uh, Vikings GM. I know he's been having some personnel trouble. He's got two receivers down in the game. He lost another one. and uh, But Cooper Cup tr- just torched me. That Cooper Cup was all over the field. He made two deep c- catches. One was contested in double coverage. One, he was wide the flip open. Nothing you could do there. But the last thing, I'm looking through this dude's depth chart, and I get down to third down back. I didn't even notice this. I was flipping through for the game. And he has Rob Gronkowski, Okay. I don't know if this is the real Rob Gronkowski or just a creative player. He changed his name. But I'm like, oh, this guy's slow. He has a third down back. There's a tight end or a fullback as his third down back. <laughs> this is going to be awesome because in Super Sim, your third down back is super, super important. Well, guess what? That came back in my face because <laughs> down at the end of the game, Rob Gronkowski made two incredible plays, one where he just bowled over two people and one where they threw a halfback screen and dude gets 30 yards down the sideline. So that came to haunt me back. Again, something I was laughing at in the beginning, but down in the end, it was, uh, it was over. So 
also what's going on in the league. Oh, we have a couple divisions uh, up for grabs right now. Jets are at five and two. Dolphins also at five and two. Uh, we know the Jets have the, the GOAT, Mitch Trubisky, at quarterback, so it's always something to look out for. Steelers, my boy Steelers at four and two. Nice to see Carson Wentz start to get hot. Uh, as long as it's not on the real Eagles, I'm good. Ravens at four and three. Uh, a little controversy here. Dude wasn't showing his playbook when he starts the game, but now that he is, he's starting to lose some games. So, hmm, controversy, I think. Let's see, AFC South, the Jaguars, Colts, Texans, Titans, anybody can win that division. Looks like nobody wants to win there. Wish that was me. AFC West, the Chiefs, they look good, man. Every game I watch of the Chiefs is nice. we got my Broncos, who I was watching last year. Um, they're, they're not disappointing. It's really nice to see. NFC East, we got the Eagles at 6-1, then me at 3-4. The Giants, Beats, and Cowboys both losing records. What has happened to the Beats, man? 14-2 last year. Now they're 2-4. Doubled their loss record all the time. Again, two of those losses come from me. We'll take it. Hashtag Goon Squad. NFC North, we got the Packers at 6-1. Bears at 4-2. Lions, I really thought, would come out strong. They looked really good against me in my game. At three and four, Vikings two and five. NFC South, we had the Falcons with Josh Allen, uh, permanent stain on the Niners organization, but he's looking good, man. Slant routes, you give him slant around this game, he'll he'll do it. Defense is playing all right. They have their games where they just mess up. Uh, and then we got Johnny Utah for the Saints. Uh, again, hit or miss, man. Hit or miss. So kind of frustrating. And then the NFC West, we got the Cardinals five and one. Of course, that one loss has to be against the Eagles because, you know, that's just how football works. Hashtag kinetics. Then we got the Niners at four and three. Uh, kind of don't want to kind of don't know what to make of the Niners. They have a good team. Uh, just maybe calling the wrong plays or something. And we have the Seahawks at three and three. They've had their bye week. These teams look a little little hot lately. So we'll see. They, this is probably the toughest division. Um, but it was nice to see them up. And then there was one more team that was disappointing. Let's see the Texans two and four. A lot of their games last year I watched, they, I mean, they pressured the quarterback. They got sacks left and right. Uh, they, they were fun, uh, and I'm kind of confused as to why they're not doing well. But uh, hopefully they can turn it around. So, yeah, this is week eight. Take on the Titans tomorrow. So I wonder if we'll do a joint broadcast, me and Titans guy. And we'll see you all tomorrow.